We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Yes, you do, and we appreciate you coming back for it each and every day right here, 9 to 12. The numbers tell us so. Tell a friend. That's how you get in touch with Russell and Medhurst. 301-230-0980. We're here until noon. At WrestleMania 621. At Pete Medhurst. It's real simple. We'll respond to you. You know the rooster will respond to you. He loves that interaction with you. Matt Essig. Ascending in his job title here at the Team 980 and Odyssey. He's now trainer, Matt Essig. So when you call in this morning, make sure you say hello to Matt, who's a busy beaver this morning. Or Michael, who might be answering the phone. How about that? That's from it, Matt. Ashburn. Let, let, Matt, let Michael from Ashburn answer the phones. <laughs> right? I mean, a graduate. What'd you say, Mike? A, uh, Stonebridge. a graduate of Stonebridge. You yeah. and John Allen. All right, that. so there you yeah, yeah. go. John Allen uh, graduated about five years before me, but I got to watch him play when I was in middle school. That a boy, and uh, you went to Radford, right? And uh, just graduated from uh, that. And he's now a you're, Highlander. And now you're stuck working in radio. <laughs> Welcome. Congratulations. Don't let him tell you just because you went to Radford, you were like a stepchild of Virginia Tech, okay? <laughs> Don't take that abuse oh, from people. Every game day at Tech, but. Absolutely. See, that's exactly right, because Radford doesn't have football, so all the guys from Radford go up to Virginia Tech to watch uh, the games. Russell's on the other side of the glass. You heard him. Yes. Good Look, Sorry, um, I jumped in there early. That's okay. Um, big show today. Yes. We're, obviously, we're going to talk a lot of football. We've got uh, a Nats doubleheader today because the Mets, by the way, the Mets and Braves are chasing each other, and the Mets got rained out last night, so they're playing a doubleheader today after mm-hmm. the Braves swept them over the weekend. Phillies clinched that final wild card spot. Brewers, I mean, look, the Brewers made it. We were in Milwaukee right around the time. Um, right before they they moved Hater, and if you'd have told me then that they weren't going to make the playoffs, I'd have told you you were nuts. But what transpired there in the second half of the season for them after the Hater deal, and even in San Diego, where obviously Josh didn't pitch very well there, there's no doubt about it. I'm a huge Hater fan. He's a local kid out of Anne Arundel County at Old Mill High, Anne Arundel Community College. You know, uh, but it, the second half just hadn't been great. For Josh, and Oof. you know, hopefully, hopefully in the playoffs, you know, he can find some magic there and help the Padres uh, through the playoffs. But obviously, going to be it's going to be very tough to beat the Dodgers uh, in the National League, but not impossible. I mean, the Braves and the Mets are both decent; both have pitching. Uh, Phillies dangerous when they hit. I mean, if Hoskins hits and supporting Harper and Castellanos, the bottom of the lineup has been great. I mean, you look at every box score lately, Veerling, Stott have come alive. Guys that weren't – Stott hadn't hit all year, and all of a sudden the last two weeks of the season, he's looked uh, ridiculous, especially against Nationals pitching. So baseball playoffs, getting ready to shape up. Regular season coming to an end tomorrow. 
uh, as long as they don't have any rainouts. But it, I mean, it might rain all day in New York yeah. again today. How so. about the Phillies showing a pulse and actually getting off the mat this past weekend no doubt. and last night? No doubt. I mean, I mean they, they were dead on arrival yep. to Nationals Park on Friday afternoon, having lost five in a row, and that was the fourth consecutive year they were doing their en- annual end of the season swoon since yep. signing. Bryce Harper, give them credit. I was hard on them over the weekend or early or late last week when you were uh, out uh, Thursday afternoon and then Friday. So give them credit. They got off the mat and they beat a couple of bad teams and you know not not bad teams last night, bad teams this weekend, bad team this weekend. Uh, so give them credit. They made the playoffs for the first time since 2011. Yeah, Imagine I mean it's that. been a, and and look, Bryce finally gets that you know postseason monkey off his back since signing with Philadelphia for the big contract. And even with, with a bum shoulder, uh, the guy's done a, I mean, he's done a great job at the plate considering uh, the situation went in a little bit of a slump over the weekend, hit some balls hard here in D.C. Uh, with nothing to show for it. He went like one for 12 at one point uh, during the course uh, of that series. So uh, baseball playoffs get underway later on this week, uh, provided there's no more rainouts or any other games that uh, are deemed necessary to play. The only mm-hmm. thing needs to be sorted out now is the official winner of the National League East between the Braves and the Mets with the Phillies clinching that final wild card spot. Plenty of football news to get to, and of course, great news uh, as it pertains to uh, Brian Robinson. Also coming up at 11 o'clock, uh, Nyla Rose uh, and Sanjay Dutt join us as another great uh, production uh, coming up tomorrow here in the area, and uh, both of them are local natives. So I think uh, the, the best part about that is, you know, we've been good enough to have people with local ties with these wrestling shows right. Uh, you know, on the show, they've been gracious to us to give us their time. Nyla Rose will be in studio. Uh, we'll have Sanjay Dutt on the phone. Both of them joining us at 11 o'clock this morning with a big show in town coming up tomorrow night. Yep. That will be a lot of fun. Yeah, for all elite wrestling. And actually, it's Wednesday night and Friday night. They're doing the three-year anniversary of uh, their of, of their main TV show, their first main mm-hmm. uh, TV show. And you uh, get the tom- bonus 15 minutes. There you go. <laughs> Saw that. Absolutely. Uh, so make sure you set your DVRs in case you're not going to tomorrow night's show. But there are tickets available. Uh, we'll tell you all about that coming up. Uh, and you'll hear some of that, actually, as I look on my little digital screen here uh, coming up in, I believe, the next commercial break. But anyway... Uh, the point being is Wednesday and Friday night, All Elite Wrestling doing two shows. They usually only do like one show a week, and then they record for Friday night. They're live, as they were back in January, on both Wednesday and Friday yep. at the ESA. So that's a, And it's the three-year anniversary, uh, you know, uh, again, of that show. Uh, and it first debuted here in Washington, D.C. So we're going to have some fun uh, with that. Again, as you mentioned, Nyla coming in studio uh, and Sanjay on uh, the phone. Again, the three-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. So that's a cool uh, thing. But, Pete, Monday Night Football last night. Jimmy Garoppolo, huh? So the commanders didn't want him once they found out about the shoulder surgery. And, again, let me go back to last week. I think both of you and I were in agreement. You couldn't make that trade if you're the commanders and tra- and 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 trade whatever you were going to trade, second, third round pick, whatever it was. When you, you knew he was stop you right there. Do you think the compensation would have been greater for Garoppolo or for Wentz? I think it would have been better for Garoppolo than Wentz. Wentz, you could. I, I mean, again, most people thought Wentz could be had for a ham sandwich, right? And the commanders gave us a, so they a would third have paid a higher a price. Conditional second, they would third. have paid a higher price. Or let me I ask believe you, okay, so. Let, I believe about, so. Right, the 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 especially if you take the, the shoulder that, thing out yeah, of it. The price that they paid for Wentz. Yeah. Would you have been okay had they paid the exact same tariff for Jimmy Garoppolo? I would have been. I would have been it, it, assuming that I didn't know about the shoulder surgery, and they didn't know about the shoulder surgery because Jimmy's already got an injury history, much like Carson. Okay, but Jimmy's been. Way more successful, way more yeah. successful and, and, in uh, terms of leading his team and and playoff success and so on and so forth. I would have been, I, I wouldn't have loved it. I would have thought too much, just like I thought with Wentz. But I would have understood if you want a starting quarterback, if you want a starting quarterback and Jimmy only under contract one more year, 
this year uh, at like four million less than Carson Wentz. I think it was about twenty four million. Mm-hmm. I would have I would have swallowed that pill probably because unlike all the number nerds. I understand. There's a value in Jimmy Garoppolo that is hard to define. And you, I think you heard, and it's one of the more kind of salient points that I think Troy Aikman made last night. I actually and thought Troy was very good last I, night. I, I thought he was, you know, good from the parts that I. I think I somebody has gotten to, to Troy though, because even there was a. I can't remember the line off the top of my head. It was like, man, that's really funny coming it, from. The it usually, was the turnout. The lights. Yes, the Don Meredith. Yeah, the party's so I, I over. I think somebody yeah, got to Troy and said, bit. "Troy." It's okay yeah. to have some fun doing exactly. this. Exactly. And and I was a little surprised by that. But it was Troy Aikman last night that kept saying, look, you know, don't look at just the pure numbers, you number knuckleheads. 16 of 27, 239, a touchdown. And, yes, Debo Samuel was just an absolute destroyer on that play. And the Rams, and they're a wretched Awful, disgusting, putrid, dreadful tackling on that play. I Don't look at just the numbers. I know people across the hallway from us <clears throat> get mad when you talk about a quarterback getting any credit for winning or losing a game. Nobody should ever say, nobody should ever say a quarterback wins a game or loses a game by themselves. Nobody. And that means Carson Wentz, that means Jimmy Garoppolo, that means Joe Montana, that means Tom Brady. But to appreciate Jimmy Garoppolo is to say, Pete, which is what I said I think on Friday when you were gone, there is much less variance in Jimmy Garoppolo's game than you see in a lot of quarterbacks and certainly than you see in QB1's game. Mm -hmm. There is a... Not as high of a ceiling, but there is not as low of a floor. And he's somewhere in the – like, you know how the studies come out, uh, the median household? That's – Jimmy Garoppolo is basically in the median household category. Maybe slightly above median household. You see my point? There's less variance in his game. Now, a lot of people don't like the fact that there isn't those high peaks. You know what? I like that the fact that there isn't the low peaks or the, the, or the, the low bottoms, if you will. I I saw a guy, though, that looked like he had shoulder surgery. I saw a guy that there was a lot of horizontal, yeah. and what was vertical yep. was very intermediate. Sure. Okay. But, but, but a great throw, second half to kill, that had some, mm-hmm. t- some zip to beat uh, a linebacker's hand in the passing lane. So the arm strength seems to be coming back for Garoppolo yes. a little bit there. I thought early, you know, after he took over for Lance, you could sense this was a guy that had not thrown the same amount of footballs that he might normally throw because well, Trey well, Lance was he getting wasn't a lot of the work. Tra- he wasn't in training right? camp until like that. August twenty something. I understand that. Yeah. So the arm is starting to come back a little bit for him. So I think the the scary thing about the Niners is is that offense might get better here. As I mean, like the games they're winning right now are you you bank those and you say thank you, but they might actually get better well, over the next few weeks, which is which is again kind of a scary proposition because what what were they doing last night? They were having union meetings at the quarterback quite a bit yeah. against Matthew Stafford last night. If they didn't sack him, they were certainly breathing on him on a lot of those throws. Well, let's get to the defense in a second, but your point about the offense is scary, right? Because they're 2-2, and and they've lost games that, quite honestly, they shouldn't have lost. I mean, nobody should lose to the Chicago Bears. Uh, Yes, granted, it was in a rain, whatever. Uh, Nobody should lose to the Bears. Bears are awful. The Bears. The Bears stink, okay? Uh, Justin Fields is terrible. He's overrated. Uh, I was screaming about that in the draft process when all you knuckleheads the, uh, wanted the, to trade do up for the, And my whole point so far, whereas the Giants staff has hit the ground running as a new staff, mm-hmm. the Bears operation looks like it's trying to figure out how yeah. to operate at the NFL sure. level. Sure, and don't forget, I mean, whatever you think about Daniel Jones – 
Brian Dable, as you've pointed out a million times, is a really smart offensive mind and a really good offensive coach. Whereas Matt Eberflus, he's a good defensive coach, always had success in Indianapolis and Dallas as a coordinator, as a coach, but he's a defensive coach on a team with very, very, very marginal, very marginal offensive talent. We'll get to the Bears, of course, late next week because the Commandalorians play in Chicago on Thursday night football. Uh, and, boy, if they lose that game, oh, my goodness, what the carnage and the wreckage for old Riverboat Ron is going to be. We'll get there in a sec. But back to your point about San Francisco. Remember, this is a San Francisco offense now. Yeah, they're only 2-2. Two and two. And look, they almost scored 24 points. It's not like they rolled up 40, you know, on the Rams last night. But it was plenty. No Eli Mitchell, right? right. He's still out. Uh, I don't know how long he's out. Uh, Bobby Turner, who you know I love and, you know, talked about a million it, times. It seems like you just you tell Bobby, hey, here's your running back this week. Well, well he's not with them this year. Right. He, he, but, I, know, I mean, he's consulting from, he's consulting, you, right. you know, but far he's been away. A guy, yes. He's been a guy that no matter what – you say, hey, yes. here's who your running back is this exactly. year. Exactly. Turn him into something that can be serviceable. And what did Jeff Wilson look like on that run last uh, night? It looked like a more than a serviceable run. Exactly. Back. Not that the run, and, and even despite the big run, not that the run game was no. stellar no. after that. It was good it enough. It was okay. It was, it was okay. good enough that the Rams' defensive front was not really harassing Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's the point that I was going to go back to about the horizontal passing game. You have no Trent Williams. You have no Eli Mitchell. You have Jimmy Garoppolo coming off of shoulder surgery and not having practiced until whatever it was, August 20th Mm -hmm. or whenever that whole situation got settled, 22nd, whatever it was. I mean, to me, that's the genius of Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan doesn't sit there and go, guys, 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 hey, guys, guys, guys. What, what do Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay do? I think they design their offense around the talent that they have. How many times did Cooper Cup get targeted last night? Oh 634? Uh, I'm still counting. He had 14 It was grabs. the only good thing I did in my okay. fantasy league was draft Cooper Cup in the Debo first round. Debo Samuel. What, Kyle, whether it's horizontal, whether it's vertical, whether it's via handoff, Kyle Shanahan makes sure 19 touches the football, right? Yes. So I, I, I mean, listen, he only had seven targets, but he had 115 yards be, partially because of the 57-yard touchdown, again, in which he was like six broken tackles or missed tackles. I'm just saying, those uh, two make sure. Yes. Look, right now, wouldn't you, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you love for Terry McLaurin to have seven targets? Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and, and to your point about Cup, 19 targets, 14 catches, yeah. 122 yards, and I didn't score. Uh, but, I mean, my goodness, like, whatever the prop is week in, week out, I think I had Cooper Cup at plus eight catches last night on uh, prize picks, mm-hmm. uh, which um, uh, is a cool little thing. Like, for you know, it's not really gambling. It's daily fantasy, basically. Uh, so I do that, prizepicks.com. Um, um, the uh, And they do, like, the more or less, basically over under, more or less. But they don't – it's not a gambling site, right? So it's like a daily fantasy site. So I was, like, wrestling – because I thought the 49er defense would play really well last night. At home, good pass rush. The Rams without Whitworth at left ta- – and then they lose their starting center uh, a couple of – you know, early on in the game. And I think I, – I, I might be wrong on this. I think – that was their backup center at the start of the season. I have to double-check that. But they might be on center number three, the Rams. Do you know an NFL team that's on center number three at least and might be on center number four this Sunday? Uh, that would be a team located out near where Michael lives yes. in Ashburn. Yes. Uh, on maybe, a day hey, in, on a maybe day in they day could ask basis. Stonebridge High to lend them a center, <laughs> an offensive lineman. Or maybe they can ask Jonathan Allen to play center maybe. because he, he he's so good at defensive line. But anyway, my point being is when you lose, if if I heard right, I know, I know they lost him early in the game. I, I think that was their backup to their starter because he didn't start last year. Um, anyway. I think that's they're on their third center. And, again, they lost their starting left tackle, one of the best left tackles ever to play the game, and a surefire Hall of Famer in Andrew Whitworth, Okay, who was our guest a couple of weeks ago. He was great. Uh, go back and check that out in the podcast. But, anyway, my point being, when you have that, then you have this weird usage of Cam Akers that, 
you know, Sean is kind of struggling, quite honestly, to figure out what to do with him because Cam Akers was so good for them down the stretch when he came back from the Achilles. I mean, all things considered, it's not like he lifted them on his back. Of course, it was Cooper Cup, Odell, so on and so forth. But, I mean, Cam Akers was good for them down the stretch. And and now, all of a sudden, this year, right from the get-go, he's been hesitant. He's been, you know, weird, whatever. Again, last night, only eight rushing attempts, 13 yards, uh, and he only had one target in the passing game. So you look at this Rams offense, right, and then you, you look at the offensive line issues. You look at no Odell. Uh, they... Lost Kendall Blanton. You know, they cut him. That was their decision. I think they got him back, though. I I, I thought I saw that last week. Uh, maybe on the practice squad. Uh, he played last – yeah, he did. He played last night, had a catch reception. Mm-hmm. He's bounced around from Higby the Rams fa- Higby to the – Higby was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why but, is Allen Robinson on their team? Well, I, so I don't – How does Sean not find a way to get him involved? Or I don't are know. they just so obsessed with involving Cup? I mean, he had six targets – but only two catches for seven yards. Now, so so he had long, a great block too, as a, a, on a big play on the outside. Robinson, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, he just a tremendous block. But this is a, a circuitous route to saying the Rams on offense, Pete, are clearly not great. We know that, mm-hmm. but they are they're missing some significant pieces, right? Whether it be because of injury. Free agency. Uh, they want Odell back. He was supposedly, according to Josina Anderson, he was in the Giants building yesterday along with Landon Collins. Uh, Lisa Salters is saying he's in uh, Puerto Rico. I-, I don't know what's true, what's not, whatever. I, I don't care. I- here's the bottom line. The Rams, you look at them and you go, oh, my God, what's wrong? Well, 24-9, look, this is what happens when injuries and defections and and guys that don't play up to their standards – I'm not offering excuses for what we're going to get into in the 10 o'clock hour with Ron Rivera. But my point being is everybody thinks Sean McVay is boy wonder, kid genius, and he is. He's everything and a bag of chips. I I I love Sean McVay. But you can only cook up so many things when when, when you have multiple problems and multiple holes like a piece of Swiss cheese. And then one last thing that I'll give, please, Matthew Stafford, you're great, man. You're great. You got a rocket for an arm. Got to stop throwing pick sixes, dude. Yeah. Got to stop throwing pick sixes. Got to stop. Hathanga, by the way. Oh, he's good. He, he, look. Why can't. Third day draft pick turning into a star already for San Francisco. I can't say why can't the commanders find a guy like that because they sort of have a guy, Cam Curlish, yeah. like that. That kid might be better than Cam Curlish. Well, Curl. it, it can, it, Cam not necessarily asked to play the same role right. That the play Hafanga made, it's one of those cases where, def- and you could see D'Amico Ryan's enthusiasm on the far yep. sideline. D'Amico Ryan's, by the way, likely going to be yep. into that uh, head coaching interview list uh, at the end of this season. I got a tweet or two about him coming here. His defenses <laughs> have been fabulous, and you could see it's one of those cases where they 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 tell you, look, if this guy, if the inside guy crosses your face. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you watch the Rams enough, they love that play where the outside guy comes behind the inside guy mm-hmm. on a horizontal uh, route. And Hafanga trusted his key, read the key, and just made a gigantic backbreaking play uh, for the 49ers defense. It's smart defense. It's, it's, it's real. But again, it's just a simple fact, Chris. He saw the key. He trusted the preparation, mm-hmm. and he stepped in and he made an awesome play uh, there for San Francisco to get the job done. But he's been emerging. Yep, no doubt. And, and really week has week, made a big splash week, so you can far see this it. year. Commander's news. Lots of it yesterday, and some of it is good. We'll tell you about that and the ramifications of it coming up next. 301-230-0980. We're also streaming live for free, as always, on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Have you ever heard of Godzilla, Chris? Yes, a time or two. That could be you. Um, you could be Godzilla. Uh, maybe. Uh, I'm not that ferocious. I'll just be the little Japanese dudes running around going, "Look at that big animal, big animal." I- I'm not that ferocious. I-, I I come all I come across as a jerk. But well, when you preface sixty percent of your statements by saying, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm not trying to be a jerk. Somebody's got to get us like breaking tees or somebody's uh, got to do t-shirts here, uh, you know, with with, with uh, the Russell and Medhurst logo, whatever that would be. Uh, we don't have a logo. Uh, we're we're not that famous. Uh, but anyway, uh, when you started singing and when when Maddie played that song and when you started singing, it br- it reminded me of uh, I showed Matt this before the show. Um, you know, of course, there's every time Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay go against each other, Commanders slash Redskins fans go just you know what and get livid about all the great coaches that they that Dan fired and Bruce fired because they're stupid. Um, and now somebody has turned it into like a video meme where you have basically like, um, you know how they used to do the opening of uh, what was the old show? The Brady bunch Mm -hmm. where they had all the, the the characters and the family and the squares. Right. So basically you have that set up with Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, Mike McDaniel, Kevin O'Connell. Am I missing one? I think, I, I think that's it, but maybe I'm missing one. And they're all like in these squares Mm-hmm. But somebody then turned it into like a video meme and started moving their mouths like they were singing. And it's set to that that song, I want to break free. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, I don't know who did it, but it, it made me, I got to be honest with you, it made me laugh. Now, I, listen, as as everyone knows. I worked with those guys on a day-in, day-out basis. I saw them every day. Uh, Love those guys. Love those guys. Look, even I did not expect them to have the meteoric success that they had. Let's take a quick examination. Yeah. Since they left here, what they have had to work with. Okay? Matt, as the OC in Atlanta with Matt Ryan, got that group to a Super Bowl and led 28-3. to Kyle, you mean. Kyle, rather. Yeah. Okay? Kyle then moves to San Francisco mm-hmm. and obviously gets them to a Super Bowl. Sean, you know, inherits Sean. inherits Jared Goff, turns him into a serviceable quarterback, who, by the way, threw for like 378 this past weekend uh, for Detroit. But Don't remind me in my fantasy team. But getting Matt Stafford. I got a story on that, by the way. You know, got the Rams over the top, right. won a Super Bowl. Right. Okay. And... Matt LaFleur, oh, he only got to coach Aaron Rodgers. Right. Okay. And so, has won 13 games every year. So, I mean, those three guys yeah. all got into great situations. Yep. Yep. So it's easy to say, oh, look at them. You can't say they would have had the same success here because you don't know what kind of personnel situation they would have been in here. Mm-hmm. 
And again, imagine them trying to coach Alex Smith, Dwayne, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke. Well, you'd like to think that if they were here, if one of them were here, Sean, McDaniel, LaFleur, that maybe they would have been able to find a, a different quarterback than all of those guys? Maybe. But but not unless they would have been able to have more power than Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder, which they wouldn't have had. Right. So so and and listen, I, I we we've been down this road. When Sean got the Rams job that was one year earlier than everyone in the NFL expected, and certainly than uh Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder expected. Okay. And at that point, even though the Commanders or the Redskins at that point had come off of a very, very heartbreaking, blown opportunity at home against a giant team playing for nothing with needing just one win or a tie to make the playoffs for the second year in a row, which would have been the first time since the Super Bowl in, uh, you know, in, in 1992, the 91 season. They blew that, and then Sean was gone basically like a week and a half later, and they fired Joe Barry four days after that season ended, which, again, whatever. Um, My point being is you couldn't fire Jay at that point. No. In any way, shape, or form. Jay had just led you to a division crown and a back-to-back winning season, which should not be celebrated. But around here, with the horrible, wretched odor that this franchise has emanated and projected over almost 30 years, Pete. Well, 30, yeah, 30 years now. That is good. That is really good. What Jay did in some some ways is mind-boggling, okay? And when people ask why we have him on every Monday, well, well, if you can't figure that out, you're dumb. Okay, Uh, but whatever. My point being is you couldn't hire or keep Sean. Sean. Now, maybe if you would if if Sean would have waited a year or if the Rams wouldn't have been so aggressive and 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 quite honestly, great foresight on their end. If they would have been more, you know, if they would have hired somebody else, a veteran retread then maybe um you know maybe you would have had an argument after a 7 and 9 season maybe you would have had an argument you fire jay and hire sean I, even then i don't think it would have been the right thing so uh, there was nothing they could really do it was kyle matt lafleur and mike mcdaniel that they all fired that all got fired why because they were kyle's guys that's it. They, they said, we're firing Mike because Mike is the poison. Oh, and then we're firing Kyle because Kyle is too much like Mike. <laughs> and then we're going to fire everyone else associated outside of McVeigh and Bobby Turner. They didn't fire Bobby Turner at first. Uh, and, and, and they fired everyone associated with Kyle. Then Bobby Turner decided to leave when he realized kind of the writing was on the wall sure. uh, and 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 what have you. So my point being is it's not Sean that – I mean, Sean did get away, but it's not Sean that they said they made a decision on to fire, let go, whatever. Matter of fact, they made a smart decision to retain him and make him the offensive coordinator. The problem was is firing Kyle and then, of course, uh, firing LaFleur, McDaniel, and – ultimately losing Bobby Turner out of that mix, that was the problem. That was the problem. Bobby Turner would love to coach a guy like Brian Robinson. Uh, Brian Robinson is being activated by the team this week. It starts a 21-day clock that they have to activate him uh, to the roster. And based on what we saw in the preseason, Chris, there was a lot of excitement about the eight car being involved here uh, in Washington. And... Not having that element, and again, I'm not giving them an excuse, but they were without what we thought was going to be a significant aid to this offense. The ultimate question is, how fast can he get up to game speed? How much can he take once he does? Because 
We've watched him run. He looks tremendous. But once you start getting hit and everything like that, we know the body uh, takes uh, a lot of wear and tear, and it, it, your body reacts in a different way once you start getting Rydell's and shoulder pads into your knees and things like that. But, Chris, this is a guy that, like making a trade here at the quarter pole, this is a guy that comes in and could possibly add another badly needed element to your offense and one that Scott Turner, as much as we keep leaning on Scott to please run the ball a little bit more, mm-hmm. maybe this is the man he's been waiting for to be able to do that a little bit more. I would imagine three to four, maybe five times more a game if eight is ready to go. Uh, and take some of that workload. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, first of all, we don't even know if he's definitively going to play this week, right? We don't know no, that's that. Why, and that's why I said it. They right. got the 21-day clock. Exactly. But I think a lot of people are just chalking it up to as an automatic guarantee, and I hope, okay, because it's the one thing that might give you a little bit of hope this week, the one thing, okay? Because Tennessee has won two in a row. We know they are very, very, very well coached by uh, Mike Vrabel. Uh, we know they are tough. We know they can run. Absolutely. After a brief. Uh, Absolutely. They've won two in a row, no doubt. Yeah. Here's the deal. The Washington Commanders, the Commanders, have won, uh, have run the ball 98 times through four games. So that's basically an average of 25 per game, right? Just shy of 25 per game. Pete, I don't know if that number is going to go up to 30. But I I am definitely with you in that I could see it being 27, 28, somewhere in that range this Sunday. And here's why. Not only does Brian Robinson comes back, but if you listen to Ron Rivera yesterday, I was on that call. I didn't ask any questions. I was just monitoring uh, because I wanted to hear. It's different when you hear it and see it and his facial reactions versus the transcript, okay? He said, look, I want to get back to, and he said this before, I want to get back to the winning formula that we had last year. Four games, four wins in a row where they ran the ball. They were physical. They were downhill. They controlled the clock. They reduced what the quarterback had to do. They made it easier for the offensive line. My question is, all of that sounds great. All of that sounds great. Why has it taken us? Why has it taken us four games to realize that? And is it because they thought, hey, we have this shiny new toy? Because this shiny the new shiny weapon. new toy, Chris, made some plays in that opening game. And that gave them. And everybody went, wow, look what we can do now. Right, right. right. And, and they fell in love with that. Abs- look, you know how this game is played yeah. in 2022. Yeah. If you've got somebody that can smoke that pill down the field like that and make plays, make chunk plays, make explosive plays, you're looking to do it. Okay? They did that in the opening week. However, since then, it's it's been a complete 180 right. because of the inability to protect that man. And as much as we want to put on Big well, Red... Right, well, and the inability for him to get rid of the football, I, too. 100%. But that, that means it's on the O-line, it's on Carson, mm-hmm. and it's on Scott. Yeah. Scott's got to make the proper adjustment. Just, you talked about it last night. Mm-hmm. Just like we saw with... With L.A. and San Francisco doing horizontal, horizontal to get the ball into their playmaker's hands. You know, A, it keeps your quarterback upright, keeps his confidence level up right, too. Right. Okay? Gives him a chance to get in a little bit of rhythm. Even though he's not chucking it downfield, he's still in a rhythm because there's positivity. There's good plays being made. We're, right. we're moving the ball down the field. So that's the thing to me that, you know, this is on – look, and again, I don't know if people realize, Scott got a three-year extension. At the beginning of this year, right. it was very quiet. Very quiet. Year a three-year extension, so he's not going anywhere, people. Okay, he's not going anywhere. So that's why it's imperative on Scott now, mm-hmm. on the fly here, to make some adjustments with this offense, and hopefully the addition of Brian Robinson sooner rather than later helps him do that, and and maybe runs the ball a little bit more, which keeps Carson upright a little bit more. Real quick, and then we'll tee it up with analysis for. Him. Can Brian Robinson simply make Carson Wentz a better quarterback? Let's discuss that next because that may sound like a crazy question. But can Brian Robinson make Carson Wentz a better quarterback? We'll tackle that after that. And and also think about that, guys. 301 if you want to weigh in. And we have touchdown at 10 and so on and so forth. And we'll get other questions in about all the news from yesterday. 301 can Brian Robinson make Carson Wentz a better quarterback? 
And what is a realistic expectation for Brian Robinson now that he's, we think, back for this Sunday against the Titans? Not guaranteed, but we think he's back. What is a realistic expectation? And basically, should the commanders completely build their offense around him? 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us here on Russell and Medhurst at WrestleMania621 on Twitter at Pete Medhurst. The big fella tells us what's trending. Indeed, and we are brought to you by our friends at All Elite Wrestling, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, hosting their last 2022 shows here in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., live at the Entertainment and Sports Arena tomorrow night, Wednesday, and Friday night. For tickets, go to AEWTix.com or Ticketmaster, Washington Commanders, right tackle Sam Cosme suffering a hand injury in Sunday's loss to the Cowboys. That first reported by our own Ben Standig, also, of course, of The Athletic. There's a worry that he could miss time, maybe even several weeks, seeing a doctor today, according to Standig, uh, and... The commanders could be looking at Cordelius Lucas at right tackle against the Tennessee Titans. One o'clock FedEx field Sunday with the commanders uh, at one and three off a of three loss. Not going to get any easier. Jahan Dotson, the rookie from Penn State, first round pick, could miss, could miss uh, one or two weeks, according to Ron Rivera, with a hamstring tug. Again, we will see as the week develops. Monday Night Football, as we open up the show, heard here on the Team 980 last night, the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo whipping up on the Rams. Sean McVay and the Super Bowl champions. And the Nationals playing two today, if the rain allows, at City Field in New York. Final season, uh, final series, rather, of the season. First pitch for game one at four. They'll play the traditional back-to-back doubleheader on 106.7. The Fan and the Nats Radio Network, and that's what's trending. No, it's not 2 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it's not? There, 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 this is not two bearded dudes getting ready to talk to you. Let me break down the ERA of the third starter of the NL champions here in the playoffs. Oh, you know what that song is, Matt, right? The song itself? Yes. yes. No, but do you know what? You know what? You know what? radio show that this song leads into that be a certain uh, show across the alleyway yes that, uh... two o'clock every afternoon our boys the former home run stallion at gw with the former one time believe it or not football player i think at king george high i think he did play football i don't know about that i think he played football briefly my guy Grant Paulson listens to this show a lot, yeah i know that's we, what I'm which we appreciate that's why that's why i was kind of playfully yeah. chied in yes. here um, Danny doesn't. I, I don't get the sense that Danny listens to anything anywhere at all. Danny listens anywhere. to his Maybe own a little show. bit of the junkies. Danny but that's listens about to his it. own show because he has to. Yeah. Otherwise, he's like yeah. me. He's like a dad who's running around doing yeah. nine hundred different things. Right. You know, like standing out in the yeah, rain but you, last but night. But you listen, like when you're driving Kelly around, right? You, I mean, yeah. you'll you'll pop on one of the two radio yeah, stations absolutely. on your way home until she says, in. "Dad, can yeah. I plug my phone in and listen to yeah. this?" How did her uh, field hockey game? Lost go two night? nothing to the arch rival South River mm-hmm. last night. Varsity. Well, I she. I saw the picture. She wears yeah. the eye black. Oh, right? yeah. I like that. Yeah. She, she. She looked. She's, she, a, she she's a very, like she's that. very competitive All right. athlete. Way to go, Kel. I knew, yeah. I knew she was competitive. <laughs> I, you know, but I saw the eye black. I was like, yeah. "All right." Shout out to my guy Scott Bradson yep. and his daughter Casey from our Northern Calvert Fury softball team. They came out to support Kelly last saw night. That. Yep. So they've been, they are, they're an incredible group. Uh, some other teammates came out uh, to a game earlier this year and yesterday. Man, it was cold. It was wind. It was mm-hmm. rain. It was miserable to be out there. Uh, but uh, we, we man- they managed to get out there and appreciate uh, their support. Look, Brian Robinson, he can't throw the ball for Carson Wentz. He certainly could participate in pass protection uh, at some point. But ultimately, can the addition of Brian Robinson salvage Carson Wentz? And to put it in Ron's terms, we're, we're doing with what we have to work with right now. Okay? That's what Ron said yesterday. Mm-hmm. So... Adding Brian Robinson 
is adding the final piece to the offense, which back in preseason you thought was going to be a significant performer for you, so much to the fact that you demoted Antonio Gibson to second team. You made Antonio, oh, wait a minute, guess what this does? This means Antonio Gibson can go back to being the kick returner full time. Oh, wait a minute. We can improve multiple areas of the football team with the addition of Brian Robinson. You you mean we might actually have somebody that fields the ball at the negative two and can return it past the 16? I'm just saying. Look, don't fault Dax Milne for trying. I'm not. He's yeah, trying, not, I, I mean, it's not. It's not. Just, I just wish there was somebody that would scream like a lunatic about this problem all August. I, I just wish. I, I does anybody know who that person is? Sorry. I wish. I'll just bury Horowitz myself. Thank you. But but thank, that. Thank you very much. The potential. Thank you. Thank you very the potential much. to improve, improve two areas of your football team. Mm-hmm. It makes your running game better. Right. And it gives you now the flexibility to put Gibson back as a kick returner that in the rare instance there is a kick to be returned because that's also part of it. Well, let it, me let, let me just stop you right there, though. Mm-hmm. I just thought about this. Before we get into how much it helps Carson Wentz, does it help you three ways? Running game, kick return game, you're right. No Jahan Dotson probably this week, maybe, maybe short week next week. Mm-hmm. What does Antonio Gibson do really well, oh, as we've talked a about a million he times? He likes to go out for passes. Can you not line him up in the 100%. slot literally all the time? 100%. And get both he and Brian Robinson and yes. uh, what's his name, Jonathan Williams, who certainly was, again, another guy, tried to ch- tried to tell everybody about whatever. Nobody wants to listen to me because you all think I hate the team, whatever. Uh, I was right on him, just like I'm right on a lot of things. But anyway... Um, you can get Jonathan Will. You're not going to be able to run Brian Robinson 25 times, right? I think we'd all agree with that, right? right. You're just yeah, not going course. to do that in this first game. But you may you, not be able to do that for a couple of weeks right. with him. You can still use Antonio Gibson for some runs, maybe some outside zone stuff to get him out in space. You can use Jonathan Williams for the north for the north and downhill runs, the inside zone. And as we saw on Sunday, you can bounce him to the outside. He's got speed to turn the corner. Hell, hell you can use J.D. McKissick for crying out loud. In that role, you can run the ball 28 to 30 times against Tennessee, which is going to basically try and do that to you because that's their style Mm -hmm. and that's how they play. So you can counter them, slow up, muck up the game, what have you, but also use Antonio Gibson as a receiver. And and, and that's, I guess that leads us to the question. And and you could throw horizontal stuff to Antonio Gibson. Yes, yeah. But but that leads me to the question, with, with that as the backdrop, does that make Carson Wentz a better quarterback in your eyes? It, it or can him, it? Well, he, I think it's. I think you got to look at it this way. It's going to give Carson a better chance to be more effective. It, it's going to give him That's a fair. chance to be more effective. Now, the question ultimately is: Can he execute what Scott Turner is going to ask of him in those situations? Because we know sometimes the short, intermediate stuff sometimes is is a little off target mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Uh, but this is going to give him a chance. I think, as I said last segment. He's going to have a chance to have more confidence, get in a little bit more of a rhythm, less people standing at his feet when he goes to throw the football uh, because you're going to run the ball. Linebackers have to stay put. Safeties have to stay put. They have to respect the, the, the ability of Brian Robinson to get it up through there. Look, during the preseason, when he ran behind Leno and Norwell, they were very successful, particularly on that left side. There were big gains on that left side mm-hmm. from Brian Robinson. So Charles and Andrew – have done a fine job run blocking. The whole line has been challenged pass blocking. We yes. know that. But now, now, in kind of a, a demented way, because you, you hate to see anybody hurt, Cosme might be hurt, but now Sadiq Charles taking over at right guard, and you a, a very athletic guy, so helps in the pulling game. And a much better run blocker. Much better run blocker, blocker, yes. So you're going to have and, you're gonna have Sadiq at right guard, probably going to have... Um, you know Cornelius Lucas at right tackle. That's the way it's looking right so, now. Right. So you've you've kind of reshaped your offensive line, and again, the ultimate question is: You could have Tyler Larson at center I know, too. But the, that's to me that was where I was going. Yeah. Whoever's playing center, just please be a deterrent, be a speed bump, be something. Yeah. Get in the way of the de- of the opposing defense. You know who they got to get in the way of? Yeah, I'm I'm aware of that. That's pretty good nose guard. I mean. That, that, that's that's a tough ask. But you know what though? That guy could single handedly talking about Jeffrey Simmons, right, but double blow him. apart everything. Double him and run from him. Run away that's from fair. him. 
Right. I, I expect a lot of outside At zone. No question. Right? No question. Get get away from him. Wall him off. Uh, whether it, if you're running left and you use the combination of Norwell in the center right. to wall him off and let him run to that side. Uh, we'll see. But again, that's where Scott Turner's really got to get down and dirty with the, the, the game plan this week, whether he has Robinson or not. You know, ultimately, Chris, this could be a very short football game. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I say that what I mean by that is short football games when both teams run, particularly, you know, Tennessee's running the ball. Yeah. Uh, they're putting it in 22's oh, yeah. hands. So that means less possessions. So that means when you have the ball, you must, you must do something with it. So, yes. To me, the, and the, you must stay ahead of the chains. You got to stay ahead of the chains. And because you can be in panic mode real quick in the yeah. thir- late third quarter, going, oh my gosh, where's the game gone? And you're down 14 3. You know, to the Titans, and they got 22. They're just going to put it in his belly, and they're going to run the clock out. And let's be honest, they they are a better coach team. One, two, uh, as many hiccups as Ryan Tannehill has right now, he's playing better, and he's more of a game manager type. Yeah. Than uh, but Carson that, but, Wentz. But certainly. see, he's comfortable in that role. Yes. Whereas Washington needs Carson Wentz to be a missile thrower. Yes. Okay. They they in in well, theory they, well in theory he needs to be he needs to manage the game yes. better, but they still need him to be a missile thrower. Do they need? Uh, they average thirty two forty five in possession, meaning the uh, Washington Commandalorians. Thirty two forty five. Do they need thirty five plus in this game to win? In your opinion, points? No, no, no. Uh, time of possession. Oh man! In I order would... to win, or can they win it? You know, 30, 31-ish. Oh, God. I mean, that means that's – if you go 30, anything closer to 30 means probably two less possessions right. in this game. And it probably means Derrick Henry is running his yes. ass all so, over So, yeah, I mean, I, I think Washington has to probably – Washington's got to be closer to 33 or yeah. 34. Right. You want Tennessee to be the team that is short the possessions yes, and forced to use Tannehill more. Remember, Traylon Burks carted off last week. Yep. For them. Don't know so, if he's going to play, right? Touchdown at 10 is next. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to Russell and Medhurst. We're here until noon. Nyla Rose and Sunjay Dute coming up at 11 o'clock right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.